Hey there, leader. Today, today is April 10th, and today on Leadership Lost and Found, we're going to be leading through our emotions, how to recognize them, how to manage them, and how to lead through them. Sticking with the tradition, today, this day in history, we're going with the Allied liberation of the Buchenwald concentration camp in 1945, in April of 1945. Um, You want to talk about leading through your emotions. Mm. I know that the 6th Armored, part of the 3rd Army Group, uh, liberated it. I know that there was quite a bit done by the uh, um, prisoners themselves. They had a, an organization that obfuscated and eventually stormed watchtowers and helped liberate the uh, liberate the concentration camp. Uh, I can't even imagine being a soldier or an officer in the in the Six Armored that had to go in there mm-hmm. and find these people in such condition and talk about leading through your emotion and and doing the right thing despite what you're feeling. I think it's a it's a great example for what we're going to talk about well and they they actually had to uh teach the u.s soldiers the first thing they wanted to do is give them food they're starving give them food and that was actually the worst thing they could do Mm. it had to be managed nutritionally because it was going to mess them up if they you know ate the very caloric filled u.s you know rations they could have significant issues well as usual randy i'm going to ask you let's uh let's frame this up let's start our conversation well we have to be able to lead through our emotions um, because we're human. We're going to feel emotions. We, we're not like Spock, you know. <laughs> we're, not, uh, we're not Android, ever, you know, and, and uh, good leaders are going to have strong emotions. They're going to have uh, strong opinions. Leaders also have to manage the mood of their organization. They have to recognize, you know, where people are in their mental state. So the ability to lead through and also leverage emotion is important, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. And now you wanted to start with identifying how to know when you're, you know, I think you and I were talking a little bit before we started about um, that scene in the Star Trek remake, right? I've been emotionally compromised, yeah. Captain. I'm no longer fit to command. <laughs> right. Spock gives up command. Yeah. But how to how to recognize, how to identify when your emotions might be getting in the way of you being a good leader. And uh, I think I'm going to do this. We're going to start it this way. I'm going to pick on you a little bit. Hmm. Um, because I am old and wise. <laughs> it's the glasses. It's the glasses. And the gray hair. I'm going to ask you to, if you've got an example of a time where you were leading... And you felt you were, you know, you figured out that you might be emotionally compromised as part of it. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, I've had that happen a couple of times in my life. Uh, One, um, in helping, uh, I'm a a nonprofit leader as well and a leader in my church. And in doing some counseling with, uh, with a couple, um, I realized very quickly that their a situation was very similar to something that my wife and I went through and where most of the time that would be helpful. It actually uh, awakened emotions in me that were, um, that were detrimental to me helping that couple. And I actually had to take a step back and tell my fellow leaders, Hey, I can't be involved in this situation. You guys need to kind of carry this forward for me and I need to take a step away. So <clears throat> that was one situation. Well, would, so I'm going to poke, yeah. Poke, poke, poke. What'd you learn? What do you do differently now, right? That's the behavioral interview. And tell me well, what you do differently. Right? <laughs> well, the big thing was recognizing my emotions. I mean, I'll tell you, I, and, and this is a bad word these days, but it really is applicable. I was emotionally retarded for a long time. Like I was delayed developmentally in my emotional state because of my PTSD, what I went through in the military. Um, 
I had a very basic emotional language. Happy, sad, yeah. mad. Mongo you know? hungry. Yeah, right? that was it. Joy, peace, anxiety, depression. Those things were like the advanced course. Like I couldn't name those. They were just four basic the things. The AP emotion course. Why can't yeah, I get yeah, there? Yeah. But, but so I had this very basic uh, emotional vocabulary. And because I couldn't name them, I couldn't overcome them. I couldn't identify what that was, yeah. you know, because there are nuances to them. You know, you, you look at anxiety and fear. Anxiety is you are worried about, in general, something happening. Fear is like, I'm worried that that, that doorknob will, uh, you know, spontaneously shatter and poke out my eye. Yeah. Right. right. So there's there's a difference between those uh, emotions. Well, the existential threat, existential threat and the real threat. Right. Right. I'm anxious because of uh, I don't know. Right. But, but being able to identify those things is key. And, and one of the things that, you know, to touch on the, the personal thing, I uh, I w- when there would be loud noises, I would get very angry. I would I would find myself what yeah yeah nine more I was like, oh, bang yeah yeah <laughs> I never liked you I don't like the way you lick stamps you know God, yeah I don't know what's what you? you just don't like anything right I mean I was it would happen a loud noise would go off and I'd be in a bad mood for the rest of the day yeah you know and I and it took me a while to recognize why that was and now even to this day when when a loud noise surprises me. I get it. I feel it. It goes up my back, and we'll talk a minute about emotions and, and where you feel them. Uh, and again, that's part in recognizing them. Felt that that anger surge up my back, and I could just visually, I put it in a box, and I set it aside. In my mind, I'm putting it in a box. I'm setting it aside. That's not real, but I'm going to feel it, and I'm going to let it go. So you had, you worked hard, and it probably took you a lot of time to figure out how to do that identification of what you're feeling. Yeah. Right? It had to be a very deliberate thing. Yeah, I, it know, was. It was. I mean, it was paid counseling, and then also the school of hard knocks, realizing, yeah, you know, you can't treat people. Yeah, poorly, you can't nail right? head, nail, yeah. hit nails with your head and expect to keep doing it for right. long term. Right? right. Yeah. Try and hammer a nail in. That was a terrible analogy. But it's a- <laughs> that's good. You know, it, it, and I, as a leader, right? You, so you struggled, and there's been times. I remember way back in college, I was president of my fraternity. I know, make all the frat boy jokes you want, but there it is. And I had a guy tell me, he first of all, it was a guy who hadn't paid his bill. Hadn't paid his house bill in two or three quarters. Gotcha. We used to do quarters back then, not semesters. Yeah. And uh, and he owed money, and he was still staying at the house. He was still enjoying all the stuff. House needed money, right? Like, can't go without it. And one day, he buys a brand new car. Mm. Brand new, right mm. off the lot. Mm. And I stop him, and I say, hey, man, you know, there's an issue here. You, rolling around a new car and you owe us money it's like we're bankrolling your thing and he looked at me and he called me the worst president this fraternity's ever seen and i wanted to kill him yeah right i mean i saw red i was angry i, I was just trying to do the right thing and he hit me and right there were better ways to lead through it than i did yeah yeah which may or may not have included some <laughs> sort of right. physical <laughs> altercation statute in, limitations have gone past in a college fraternity i can't imagine yeah. what would happen yeah <laughs> uh you know but i i found i didn't identify i mean i didn't identify and process i just i rode the, yeah. the tide of that anger you rode the I dragon didn't, i didn't lead at all yeah it's terrible yeah well, there's some common emotions out there, and, and you look at right now, they say that 40 million Americans are experiencing some form of anxiety. 
that's that's you know 15 percent of the nation and then another 15 percent another 40 million are experiencing some kind of fear so you so you look there's suddenly 30 percent of the nation probably that's low especially in the you know times of crisis that we've gone through recently they 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 feel this way and and that's just in general in general let alone the specifics of a leader leading an organization and the specific fears or anxieties right. they might have so being able to recognize it's the first thing and then putting the emotion to work for you because emotions this is the other thing i learned they're neither good nor bad they just are they just are and when you have a, an emotion you know, if, if you're experiencing sadness, sadness is a good thing. If it's having you honor someone, remembering that person you lost, sadness is a bad thing. If it doesn't let you get out of bed for yeah, three days, right. right? So it's recognizing what that is and, you know, whether sadness or anger, you know, anger can be a good thing. You're, you're, you're passionate about something, something's not going right. You're going to do it well, or you're angry because you lick stamps in a bad way, Jim, and I'm going to hammer that nail into the into this, you know, into the table with your forehead. So. I, my brother's going to. This is an anecdote, but I remember I hated the way my brother ate cereal in the morning, and if he hadn't been bigger and older, I'd have murdered him on the spot, right? But right there, my wife does that with me. Like if I got something crunchy, I'm like, and she's like. Mouth closed. <laughs> <laughs> Mouth closed. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, once you've uh, once you've labeled it, once you've recognized it, well, now you can deal with it. What are you going to do with that emotion? So that's the next thing. Once you're able to recognize it, what are you going to do with it now? It's sitting there, and and it can you can you leverage it? Can you put it to work for can yourself? You, can you even set it aside? Right. I mean, right. There's so many different things because the one thing that that emotion does a strong emotion whether it's joy or whether it's sadness or you know whether positive or negative is that it is a filter on the input of your life oh yeah right so when i'm feeling sadness or anger when i'm feeling anger everything's a threat yeah when i'm feeling joy everything is you know beautiful and peaceful yeah and recognizing what that filter is because it will jaundice the facts of the decisions and the way you're trying to lead well, I had uh, as well. I, I was on medication, so I can tell you a little bit about medication as they well. They shut up the voltage. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, you would experience things. I, I would experience things that were outside the norm. Like my highs were really high, my lows were really low. Uh, so I went on this drug for. I only thought it was nine months. My wife later told me it was closer to two years. And again, this is the fog that it puts you in. But I, and there's nothing wrong with being on medication. It it helped me get to a point to where I could finally cope with my emotions. So um, you know, I weaned they weaned me off of it. But that that drug would put me center line. Be like no yeah. highs, no lows. And I mean, it's like your mom died. Be you won the lottery. Be it's like you yeah, are flatline. Flatline. I, I don't feel anything good. I don't feel anything bad. Um, but then that also helped me get back and to get more regulated. Now, some of you might not be dealing with that uh, to the extreme, but you recognize your emotion. The other thing is, where do you feel it in your body? Yeah. Some people, it's like all of a sudden they're yelling. Why are you yelling? I'm not yelling. You know, before you know it, they're already. You want to see yelling? I'll show you yeah, yelling. Yeah. They're over the top, right? Yeah. And the thing is, you have early warning signs. Just like everybody's got like triggers, 
like I had the trigger of loud noises, you got early warning signs. And you can feel it sometimes when you're in a meeting at work, right? This person across from you is not getting it. They're not listening. And you can feel this thing creeping up your back. You're getting angry and you're like, okay, I need to calm down. Well, I'm going to throw that in there because it's one of those, one of my favorite things to do is when I start feeling that, I go, you know, we're going to take a break. We're going to meet again. I got some, and sometimes I'll just say, I got something to do. Yeah. I got a competing thing. We're going to take a break, put a pin in this. We're going to come back in a couple of days. And I will calm down, right? <laughs> Decide that it is not worth to go up to the clock tower and do terrible <laughs> things. And then I will usually come out of that in an oblique angle. I'll go seek advice. I will go talk yeah. to somebody who's affiliated but not integral to the decision making process and say, what do you think of this? And then I will change my approach, right? Because usually what I find is that I'm. I'm attempting to bludgeon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to force the door when I should I be. I will get you to do this. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. will kneel before Zod. That's right. That's right. Well, the, the the whole understanding where you're at, recognizing what you're feeling, and what you did in taking a break. It's okay, like you know, Spock. You can say you're emotionally compromised or whatever. That's if you're you can trust the people around you. But if you're like, okay, you, you're a leader and, and you don't want to, in some cases, you you know, you want to be transparent and show your emotions. And other times you don't, right? You yeah. need to be more guarded. Taking that break. Big way to do it. And yeah. it's okay to say, you know what, guys, I think we're a little close to this. Let me think about this for a bit. Yeah. Let's come back. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll, take care. we'll take another shot in it. One of the other things you can do, just like there's early warning systems or there's early warning signs, you also can help get yourself out of the funk. And this works to some extent, you know, but but it, it there's things called mood boosters, right? Where, you said that before, and all I could think about is some guy doing like a giant line of coke, like uh, Modern <laughs> well, Problems yeah, and Chevy right, Chase. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great, yeah. Oh, yeah. But the, the, unfortunately, some people do, like, manage their emotions like, like, they get the trigger. They do. They go and manage it, you know, medicinally or something like that. He has he has the clearest eyes. <laughs> I tell you, always. There's no hint of glaucoma. But uh, this <laughs> this whole thing with behaving contrary to the way you feel, you know, and a, a friend of mine named Sanjay uh, at at uh, where I work, we had a one one this week, and we were actually talking about this, and we were talking about um, how method actors like. In order to feel sadness, like they lower their head, they slump their shoulders, they kind of cross their arms, and they, you know, they think of sad for, things. For the record, Randy's actually doing that now. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. It is. You, you can see. It. But then also, you can you raise your arms in the symbol of victory, like touchdown, yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying you run around the office doing that, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a scene in um, well the the movie with the, or the new show. Space Force. Oh yeah, with uh, with with like Mike, not Michael Scott, not Michael Scott, Steve, Steve Carell, right? I mean, he's he's uh, he starts off singing very gently, Bermuda, oh, that's right. Bahama. You know, this bad thing happened, and he gets himself back in a good mood, right? A mood booster. It is. So it's he a mood uses booster. that song for a mood booster, right? And you can do some of that, um, and it's important to have a few activities in mind that you know can mood boost you. Going for a walk. Taking a time out. What brings you joy? See, that's the other thing. Sitting back and saying, man, what makes me feel good? 
you know, not a line of Coke. You know, it can't be detrimental. Or bacon double cheeseburger. Right, right. Or, yeah, you, you don't want to eat your feelings or whatever, but it could be maybe a small cup of ice cream. I don't know, right? But know what gets you in a better mood and go and do that, especially if you know it's a it's a it's an emotion that's having a negative consequence on you. Well, the thing I like about that mood booster is that it's contagious. Oh, yeah. If you walk into a into a moment, right, a leadership moment, Yep. And you're in that bad mood, and even though you try and tamp down the emotions and whatever, people feed it, right? Yeah. We're not nearly as subtle as we think we are. No. But if you go in there smiling and singing Bermuda, Bahama, right? Right. People are like, oh, somebody's in a good mood, and they smile. Right. And you're like, already you've got, you've changed the equation based on that emotion. You've boosted your mood, and it was a force multiplier in the in the moment. Well, there are studies that smiling does that. There was a, a study done on blind. Thank you, Jim. Jim's smiling. <laughs> He's smiling. I am smiling. Yeah. <laughs> That's a grimace. grimace. There's a difference between a grimace and a smile. And a hamburger. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Robble, robble. But uh, the... Um, Mayor McCheese. That's what he was. I know. <laughs> I love Mayor McCheese. He grimace. always wore his ribbon. Hi, Ronald. Um... Uh, that was whatever happened to that crew. I don't know. I there are some pretty disturbing memes and things I'm that sure happened to that crew. Actually, yeah. Don't yeah. don't go search those <laughs> at work. Yeah. They all got they all got stranded somewhere and ate oh, mayor yeah. cheese. Yeah, like, yeah. like the guy who came out the best was Hamburglar, right? Everybody else ended up yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> Hamburglar's he's the CEO somewhere. <laughs> but uh, changing your behavior can change your internal state of mind. Smiling, definitely something. They did a study on on uh, on blind uh, children who were, you know, they were born blind and, and the, you know, they, they were doing, um, you know, just uh, emotional studies with them. And they found that when they raised their hands in like victory, right, even though they'd never seen that, yeah. it actually put them in a better mood. Still felt good. Yeah, yeah, it feels good. Well, there so. was, uh, for a while, I think it was Amy Cuddy uh, and a few others talked about, um, you know, the power poses and the body language to make yourself feel better, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. Sitting up. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, That's true. Hands forward yeah. and arms up, right? Like, I don't know. Not that, you know, during a meeting you stand up, put your hands and arms akimbo and That's stand right. in front That's of your right. boss <laughs> like, I win! Right? But, you know, there are things that you can do to psychologically boost yourself in the moment, which yeah. is good. Well, and and your, uh, your, uh, the, the, your, your posture, right? Your posture of body can impact your posture of heart and mind. Ooh, look at you. You know, it, it can, and it will have that effect on you. My, my, my friend Steve, who, who, uh, who has helped me with a number of things, he, um, uh, I also do meditation with him uh, once a week guided, and then I do it on my own. But, but every Wednesday early morning, get up, and we have a group session where we do some meditation. And, and I, you know, he had, he's had to remind me a couple of times, Randy, you're slouching kind of, you know, you're leaning forward, and it's like, you know, when you're meditating, you're thinking internally. Your natural thing is you want to put your head down. You want to, you know, you want to yeah, bring you wanna, your shoulders down. You want to close in. But the reality is, no, you lift your head up and, and you take a more, uh, you know, a, a more upright posture so that you're, you're, you're open. Yeah. You know, you're not as closed off. Well, they do a lot of that in both in martial arts and in yoga, right? The Eastern philosophies do a lot of that. Yeah. You know, how the energy through your body flows. Mm -hmm. and, and whether or not it's true, there is psychological evidence that shows how you hold yourself and no, how true. your it's external totally external yeah. representation of an emotional state, whether true or not, yeah. can actually affect your mood. It does. It and it will an affect the mood of others around you. That's one of those real clear components for leading. Well, once you know what your feelings are and you've identified them and you're dealing with them, 
the the next thing is one you want to embrace some discomfort right you're feeling that emotion breathe easy moon river (laughs) those of you who've seen fletch know what i'm talking about (laughs) but ask yourself like like, you do this spend time in that uncomfortable emotion why are you feeling that right and then spend some time in it not necessarily don't wallow don't wallow wallow. but spend some time in it like if you're having anxiety and fear about something step back and allow yourself for 20 minutes to feel that anxiety and fear a, a good friend of mine said and she got some advice from uh uh, from a professional but said when you're and it was for an, a, a strategy for handling anxiety attacks right mm-hmm. and she said you lean into it and you say is that all you got come on yeah. make my heart go faster yeah, yeah, is that yeah. all you got yeah, yeah. bring it i want yeah. shortness of breath what yeah. else you got i want to throw up and That's that awesome. in itself yeah. causes the anxiety attack to withdraw reduce. well it's also a way a similar thing i heard this like Imagine your emotion. Imagine your, your body being a train station, and these emotions are trains coming and going. Yeah. And you say, "Hello, anxiety. Welcome. You know, yeah. goodbye, My anxiety. Fear. Right, yeah. right. You know, they come in. You process them, and your, the thing, t- your time has come. You what must was leave the, the trigger? Station. Right. What brought that train into the station? Analyzing that so that you can let it go, because that was the big thing for me. Identify it. Analyze it. What's your thing to get over it? Mine was visualizing putting my anger in a box and setting it aside. I was still feeling the emotion, but I realized that emotion didn't have control over me anymore. It was sitting over here. Now, we're, we're talking about you know leading through this emotion. Yeah. So if I feel it, would you recommend saying, as a leader, saying, I'm getting pretty upset right now? Mm-hmm. Right? And it, this is actually something I've done. Those Anybody who's listening who's ever worked for me, in the past, has heard me say, this really sort of ticks me off. Really and is I'd, I'd like to understand exactly how that we got means, here. That means it's going to hurt. <laughs> That's what that means. <laughs> the beatings begin, right. right? Well, no, I, I think you need to be able to, to be emotionally honest, right? But but don't be emotionally um, abusive or haphazard, right? Because yeah. when you throw your emotions around, and, and this happened just recently with a fellow at work, we're on call with the senior leadership team, and literally they're like, "What is he so angry about?" Yeah, and and I happen to know that this fellow had something happen to him that made him angry in the meeting prior. Yeah. and he wore it like a coat into this next meeting, yeah. and there were senior leaders there who had never met him. Ugh. And I was like, and, and I get a ping from one of those senior leaders. What's this guy? Why is he so angry? I'm like, uh, he's having a bad day. Yeah. You know? And I went back to that person. I said, hey, look, you need to go yeah. and explain yourself to this group of people. You know? So, so one, you can have it where, where it shows, you know, poorly. But also, even like if he had come to that meeting and says, hey, gang, give me just two minutes. Um, I'm putting some stuff together. I'm going to go break some shit yeah, in the right. back room. I'm going to go throw up in a bucket. <laughs> no, you know, but, <laughs> Or, you know, I mean, there's sometimes you can't reschedule the meeting, but at least being transparent is like, hey, I need to take a second to compose myself here just for a minute. And and that also, you know what it does? It gives you credibility. Yeah, it does. It does. It gives you credibility for somebody who's thoughtful, who's deliberate and understands yeah. the position they're in. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about what you said, that moment to compose yourself and the mood boosters is um, taking deep breaths. 
Yeah. And I'm not talking about chanting or, you know, anything like that, but just, <laughs> I, as a matter of fact, uh, my mom had a blood pressure cuff, right? Cause she was, had to monitor blood pressure and deep breathing would drop her blood pressure oh, yeah. by 10 to 15 points just oh, sitting yeah. there while it was going on yeah <sighs> right and it was just like oh my god look at that it looks like i have normal blood pressure <laughs> just do that deep breathing all the time mom you'll be fine i actually <laughs> when i was in the service i was getting my wisdom teeth pulled this goes back years ago i was 19 years old i'm, I'm laying in the the dental chair and uh and the the they've got me there and it's the first time i'd ever been on intravenous drugs yeah so I'm laying there. They give me the intravenous drugs. It's taking effect. They've got me. <laughs> Can't actually, even imagine the things you said. Oh man, yeah. They got me on an EKG, and I noticed when I when I breathed in, the EKG would go beep 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 beep, and then when I breathed out, it would go beep. Did you start holding your beep, breath? <laughs> beep. Yeah. So I'm laying there, and I'm, and I'm thinking each of time I did it. You did. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking. I said, "Well, I wonder what happens if I stop breathing." So I take a big breath and I just hold it, right? And it's going beep, beep. And I guess if it drops below a certain amount, the alarm goes off, right? So the alarm goes ding, 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 ding. And I hear a clipboard hit the floor. And I hear high heels, clock, 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 clock. This nurse comes running in, right? And she's like looking at me and the doctor comes in and he's got a light and they're touching my face and moving it around. And the nurse is like looking at stuff and the doctor, you know, he's looking in my face and he's shining a light and he backs up a little because, hey, he goes, you all right? And I went, uh-huh. <laughs> and he, he turns it off and he tells the nurse, he goes, it's okay. He said, you know, these, you know, he, he's, he's. These 19-year-old yeah, children. <laughs> he's, he's in, in the infantry. It's, it's, they've got a lower, bro- it's just who they are. Oh, right? my God. And uh, so, so she walks away. And of course, I'm laying there again. And it's beep, 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 beep. So I do it again. Right? And it goes beep. Beep. No, before it goes off, I, I was looking out of the corner of my eye. She leans back. The nurse leans back from the nurse's station and goes, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Okay, I don't know what that has to do with leading I know, to your emotions. I know. Well, hey, story. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Well, she led through her emotions. She did. Stop it. Stop it. Well, Jim, we have uh, talked a lot about leading through our emotions. You've made me emotionally uh, better today. Yeah. Uh, And hopefully we've made you a little emotionally better today with some entertainment as well as equipping you with some tools to help you lead all the better. Yeah, what he he said. Until next time, I'm Randy Fields. I'm Jim Desmond. And you guys keep keep leading. leading.